uh, Matthew chapter 21, and we're going to read uh, verses 18 through 23. And uh, I know that Ethan's going to be preaching out of the same chapter. I'm going to try to cover some different territory. I looked at his notes uh, for this morning. So that some things we'll just touch on, but we'll move along quickly. So I think he'll emphasize those in, in his message. But uh, some years ago, I put together a series of Sunday School lessons entitled um, The Characters of Christmas, and um, meaning we looked at all the different individuals who were involved in the birth of Christ, and uh, today we're kind of kind of zero in on Joseph. And um, so often, and rightfully so, Mary, and, and we will look in one week at, at, at the life of Mary, but the emphasis uh, is always on Mary. But there's a lot in just these few verses uh, that we find about Joseph and uh, the type of man that he was. And just as the Lord uh, chose Mary uh, to be the earthly mother of Jesus, um, so God, through his sovereignty, brought her together with Joseph. And uh, we'll see some great qualities with regards to him. But let's read uh, verses 18 through 25 in our Bibles, and then we'll have a short word of prayer and, and get into our Sunday school lesson for today. So the Bible says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins." Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took him, or took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that you'd bless now the Bible study this morning. Help us, Lord, to be mindful of these truths and to make application to our lives. We pray also, Lord, for the Sunday school classes downstairs, that you would just be with each teacher and each student. We pray, Lord, that um, you'd speak to the students' hearts by your Holy Spirit and to just touch them in a very real and powerful way. Bless the morning worship service uh, later on to follow. And just help, Lord, that, uh, to help us today, Lord, all that we do and all that we say. Uh, let it bring honor and let it bring glory to you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so this time of year, there's all kinds of things going on. And uh, you see on, on your notes here, sometimes uh, there's, a, there's even a song. This is the most wonderful time of the year. Um, but unfortunately, this can be a very difficult time for lots of people as they go through uh, this season, the Christmas season. And, uh, but for you and I, uh, I really think it's a great time of year for you and I to uh, share with people the hope 
of the world, number one, the hope of a person's life, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, it's just uh, a time of year where people uh, think about Christmas, they think about the birth of Christ, they think about all that goes with it. Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of people, it's, the, it's one of the only two times a year where they have any kind of, uh, they, go, they go to church on, on Christmas and they go to church on Easter. And of course, we know that that, that shouldn't be the case. Um, and we should really celebrate the birth of Christ every day in our lives. And just as we celebrate uh, the new birth. But uh, it should be a season of hope. And I want to talk about that and to talk about Joseph and the hope that Joseph had and how he had to deal with some things. So on your handout, you notice the Colossians 1.27 I have for you here. It says this, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And let's not to forget that, you know, all down through the Old Testament, the coming of the Messiah was, was something that they were looking for. But the age in which we live, the church age, was a mystery. They didn't really understand it. They didn't understand that the message would be taken uh, as it was to the Gentiles. Um, and now that mystery that we're all part of now has been unveiled. And, and, um, and it's so good to be a part of that. But you notice the word here in Colossians 1.27, the word hope, the hope of glory. Now, sometimes when we use the word hope, it's different than how the word hope is used in the Bible. For instance, if you're a football fan, you might say, I hope my team wins tonight. Because you don't know, what the, you don't know whether they're going to win or whether they're not going to win. And so, uh, but that's not how the word hope is used in the Bible. The word hope in the Bible, it's not a maybe. The word hope, that when it's used in the Bible, it's a certainty. It's going to happen. It's going to be fulfilled. Like, for instance, in Titus chapter 2, in verse 13, it says, Looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The blessed hope that one day Jesus is returning. That was the promise uh, that he made. Or Paul would write in the book of um, 1 Thessalonians, we are not as others that have no hope, uh, but our hope is in the return of Christ. Our hope is, in, these are certainties that are found in the Bible. Truths that are found that we can, we can expect and um, we can put our trust in. So we find in our text this morning this pronouncement of hope. And uh, in verse 18. So again, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. So a couple of things about this couple. First, you notice in your notes, just the first sub uh, point. This is a pure couple. This is a, a, uh, a morally pure couple. Uh, they were a couple who loved the Lord. They loved the things of God. And they lived their lives this way. Now, I put this verse on your notes. Look at Matthew chapter 7, verse 25. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. 
And then you also know, those of you that have, and probably most of you, and Ethan just preached on it not too long ago, the other house is built upon the sand. Well, this couple, Joseph and Mary, they built their house upon the rock. And uh, you and I need to be mindful of that, uh, that we build our house based upon, we build our lives based upon the truths of the Word of God. And when you do that, you can't go wrong. Amen? And so you just build your life on, on that. So now we find that this couple was espoused, or Mary was espoused to Joseph. Now still today, in our culture, um, there are still people who get engaged uh, before they get married. And there are still people today who get engaged before they get married and don't live together. Uh, that, that still, believe it or not, happens today. Uh, there's a purity about it. So I'll just use my daughter, um, Lydia, who got engaged to Braden. Uh, I don't know, I forget how long ago. It was a year, year and a half before they got married. And so um, their plan was to be married. And so they, he gave her a ring, and, and, uh, and the time came. And then in September of this year, uh, they came together as husband and wife. And then, um, of course, they had, we had the, the wedding. And then they now live together. And obviously, as a man and a woman who are married, that's when they became physically intimate. Well, in these days, Mary and Joseph were married, legally married, but they were not uh, yet physically intimate. There was a waiting period. And um, that's what the espousal is here, and that's what was taking place. Um, and so when it says at the end of verse 18, uh, verse 18 that she was found with child of the Holy Ghost, well, this would have been completely unexpected. Uh, this would have, at first, cast a negative or a bad light on Mary and her relationship to Joseph. Now, the Bible, in many ways, doesn't really record Joseph's reaction. Uh, in some degrees, it does, but it certainly, it certainly records his actions. But... Let's face it, from a human perspective, you'd have to think that the first thing that Joseph would have thought is, well, this child is not my child, right? Because Mary and I have not been, we have not been intimate. And so that would have, that would have certainly raced through his mind when all of this had taken place. And then I'm just going to make the assumption that Joseph, because of the man that he was, he his, to some degree, his heart would have been broken here. This is a woman I think that he, he, he loved, he cared for. He was looking forward to spending his life and having children with her. And all of a sudden, she's carrying a child that's not his. So all of this is racing through. And just put yourself in, in that uh, position if you can. And what would you think? Um, with regards to, to all of this. And um, this is what, so this is what Joseph's dealing with here. Um, 
Just take your Bibles, if you would, for a moment. We'll come back to Matthew, but turn over to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1. Luke, chapter 1. And look, if you would, uh, with me at verse 26. So we're going to kind of transition now into the second sub-point of the first point. Hey, this, is, this is a blessed couple, and uh, Mary is going to be carrying in her womb, or is carrying in her womb at this point, the Christ child. But look what it says in chapter 1 and verse 26. It says, And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. So the Bible clearly declares to us here, and it declares elsewhere, that, that Mary had never had relationships, uh, a relationship with a man prior to this. That she is a virgin. And... Um, most English translations of the Bible translate it that way. But, you know, there are some that, that translate it as young woman. And I'm not going to get into all of that because Ethan is going to preach about the virginity. And I'm a King James man. Uh, I've always been a King James man. And I think the King James Bible has it right here. And, for the, and here's the reason. If you take... First of all, if, if, this, if Mary is called a young woman, there are many young women who are not virgins, amen? So that pretty much kind of sums that up. But the, the virgin birth is so central to everything that we believe. If you remove the virgin birth of Christ, um, I was actually just reading a couple of articles quickly who, uh, of people who attack the virgin birth as if it's not necessary uh, that the virgin birth that Mary would be a virgin. It makes absolutely, these articles make absolutely no sense. Everything that we believe as Christians, our entire faith in who Christ is, is dependent upon the fact of the virgin birth of Christ. It's central to everything that we believe. And if you remove the virgin birth, you really remove Christianity. You remove who Jesus is. And so... Um, to be, be mindful uh, of that. But look, look on our hand at Galatians chapter 4 and verses 4 through 5. So we're witnessing, and you can, go back to, you can go back to the Gospel of Matthew. We're witnessing fulfillment here of Scripture. Galatians says, For when the fullness of time was come, in other words, there was a set time that God was going to do this, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. So this is the time that God is sending his son into the world. And he sends his son into the world to this couple, Joseph and Mary. So, so we find here this couple, they're pure. They're a couple that, that, that walked in the ways of God. They walked with the Lord. They're a couple who are blessed by giving the privilege of Mary carrying the Christ child and giving birth to him, and then Mary and Joseph, the privilege of raising the Christ child. But now we kind of move into what I really wanted to talk about this morning, and that is Joseph and his reaction. 
So verse 19 and 20, let's read this, or the beginning of verse 20, let's read this again. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. So, as you look at this, you tell me, I'll ask you, how about, give me some characteristics that you notice here in these couple of verses about Joseph, and, and put it into context of what we've already mentioned, of what had happened. What do we know here about Joseph and, and this person? What kind of a person is he, according to what we've just read? Yes? A kind person. Or he's a kind person. Why do you say that? Well, he says uh, he's thinking to put her away privately to not make her public example. Okay, so he's putting, all right, good, it's true. Yep, there's a kindness about him. What else? Yes. He's a just man. He's a just man. So what do you think that means? He's a just man. He's doing the things he needs to do. He's doing the things he needs to do. The, the word just there, too, it also means there's a righteousness about him. Not a righteousness like Jesus is righteous, he's without sin. But there's a righteousness about Joseph and his walk with the Lord. So he's a kind man. We, we notice here that he's just in his dealings. What else? He's a man of integrity. Why? Why do we know that about Joseph? Let's so, turn... I guess what I'm saying, you're all detectives right now. All right, so you need, to, you need to tell me as a detective what you know about him. You're, you're profiling him is what you're doing. Well, he's a man who has integrity. 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 He thinks about it. He thinks the Bible actually says he's he's the thoughtful man. He thought on these things. So he's he's pondering all of this. What's going on here? Because probably too, when you think about it, Joseph, he I'm sure he knew Mary. He knew Mary's life. He's probably this isn't for her to have a child, and again, this is before the angel comes and, and explains everything. He's gotta be thinking. This would be so unlike Mary uh, to have had relationships with a man before her and I consummated the marriage. So he's, he's, trying to, he's trying to think all of this through. So that would also tell us he's a patient man, right? All right, Jenny, you had your hand up. Um, he's private. He's thinking, uh, back then they didn't go out dating. Their families probably arranged this marriage, which means God was in that from, from before Right. Yeah, absolutely. What else? Yes. Well, what Jenny said, I always listen to what she says. Uh, yeah, he didn't want to make a public example of her. I mean, 
Yeah, those of you that know what the Old Testament law said, what was what was uh, what possibly could have been done to Mary? Yeah, she could have been put to death because of this. And uh, so, as already has been said, he was kind, he was thoughtful, uh, he's merciful. He's uh, with regards to how he's going to treat this young woman. What else? Yes. He also curious. Uh, like, not thinking just a small picture, but he might get a bigger picture you know, for himself about marriage. Yeah, well, I'm sure Curiosity was very curious about what was happening here. And, uh, and that's, why, that's why God sent the angel to spell this out for them quickly. Um, so, yeah, sure. Yes. Is he a man sensitive to the leading of God? Is he what? A man sensitive to the leading of God? I mean, yes, he's, a, he's very sensitive to the leading of God. Absolutely. That's, that's the type of person that we find in Joseph. That's why he's thinking this. He's pondering this. He didn't fly off the handle. Once he, you know, he could have, some, some people would have just flown off the handle. How could you have done this? And, that, and, that, and you've shamed me and you've shamed your family. And, but as already has been said, he thought this all through. He, he's trying to figure out what's how to, he's trying to figure out how this happened. He's trying to figure out what to do and how to do it. And all the parties that are involved here. Yes. He didn't take it into his own hands. He had the faith in having the Lord show him. Yeah. Anything else? I think we those are all good. So as I was reading this, I wrote down a couple of things too. It, it reminds us here, as Joseph was pondering these things, it reminds us that even, even those who are striving to serve the Lord are sometimes faced with uncertainties all of a sudden, right? Here's a guy, here's a man who's, to the best of our knowledge, is faithfully serving God, and all of a sudden, boom, here's an uncertainty that he has to deal with. And um, he has to try to work his way through this. And so that happens in our lives as well. You know, we, we, or, and the Bible's filled with examples of men and women who serve the Lord, and all of a sudden there's some type of an uncertainty in their life. And it's not so clear, and they've got to figure all of this out. But that's where our, yes, go ahead. Yeah, this is a pretty big one, I would say. But that's where faith uh, comes into our lives and how we deal with it. And we learn when those uncertainties come that we, like Joseph, should just kind of step back and ponder, think about it. What's God trying to do? What is happening here? What is, uh, and how is, am I to deal with everything that's going on uh, in my life at this particular moment, in this particular time? And then we also learn from this, I wrote down that Life's uncertainties are, are not always explainable because they're trying to figure out how to explain all of this. So we find that, just as I have on the notes, he, he ponders this spiritually. He knows the spiritual ramifications and all of these qualities that you came up with, he, he pondered them patiently. 
And as Isaiah said, he waited on the Lord. But the, Isaiah 40, verse 1 on your hand up. But they that wait upon the Lord. So to wait upon the Lord means we, you have to take these characteristics that you've just mentioned about Joseph. And you've got to apply them to your life. But they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Did you get a handout? You got one? Okay, I want to make sure Ethan gets you one. All right. So there are just times in life we just need God to lift the curtain. We don't know what's behind it and what God has for us, but we just trust God by faith. So we find this in the life of Joseph. And uh, so this Joseph, a just man, not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, now the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream. And uh, so the angel explains to Joseph in a dream, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. And this is another lesson for another time. You'd be surprised how many times in the announcement of the birth of, of our Lord and Savior, that phrase, fear not, comes into play. Fear not, fear not, fear not. And uh, we'll see that as we, we read through some of these, these verses. Um, and so this is laid out before him. And so now we see the provision that God lays out here in verses 20 through 21. And uh, verse 21, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken to the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. So some five to six hundred years prior to this, Isaiah is inspired by the Holy Spirit to pen those words. That's a, in verse 22 is a, or verse 23 is a quote out of the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, and verse 14. And this is the fulfilling of the plan of God, a miraculous plan that God himself, uh, in the form of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, would come into the world and uh, would go from the cradle to the cross to die and pay for our sin. And we're seeing here the fulfillment, the very provision of God for each of us and for every person who puts their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. It's a miraculous plan. It's a, it's a marvelous plan. It's a plan that, is, uh, I, as long as I think about it all these years since I've been a Christian, it just, it's always mind-boggling to me that God would step, and I've always used this example, I've seen Ethan actually use it as well, that God, and I'll just be representative of God, if you will, God would step down and become like a man so that you and I could spend eternity with him in heaven. And all of worlds, the religions of the world say, you're a man, a human, and if you work hard enough and you're good enough and you get to this step and then you get to this step and, you're, and you do this and you do that, you finally do enough, you can work your way and get to where God is. But that's not the plan of the Bible, amen? Uh, because the steps are too high. And uh, so it was the righteous one, God, Jesus Christ, who stepped down. And for 33 years, this was the plan of God, 33 years he would live in this world 
and yet he would be without sin. And um, again, on your handout, notice 1 Timothy 3.16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, that God was manifest in the flesh. In other words, God took upon himself flesh and justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, and believed on in the world, and then he was received back up into glory. John 1.14 says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father. God became a man. It's just a miraculous plan. And uh, every, every other religion in the world says, you can become like God. No, God became a man for you and I and um, went to the cross and died for our sin. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a marvelous plan. Um, and then we notice some other things about Joseph. So in verses 24 and 25, be a detective again. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and called his name Jesus. So you tell me, what are some other characteristics other than those that have already been mentioned? We learn some more things in these two verses about Joseph. Well, look, don't look at me. Look at the Bible. Look at, look at uh, unless it's up on the screen, not on the screen. Look at these verses. Look in the verses and see if you can find some other characteristics about Joseph. You put that up on the screen, Steve? Yeah, we already said that. But it's true. Yes. Yep, we already said that. But I mean, in these last two verses, there's some other things that are distinctive that we haven't really mentioned. Yes. Yep, he was a... Yeah, true. Yes. Notice some th here's something. Yes, that's, he, he did what he was told. So what does that make him? Obedient. obedient. He was an obedient man. There are many Christians, and we're probably all guilty of this at times in our lives. We know what the Bible says, but we don't always do it. Yeah. What about the dream? I didn't even think about this. What about what makes the dream? So what Jenny was just saying, he has this dream. What makes the dream? Because we all have different dreams. Some, some of them I would never wake up and fulfill that dream. But what makes the dream um, such that it really just touched him? There's some things about this dream. Yes? What I perceived was the fact that he understood when the, <clears throat> the angel told him that he was in the lineage of David, that he knew, he knew he was right. He knew he, he was following a holy, righteous decision. 
Yeah, and you're right on track here. Some other things. Just, just think of what Dennis just said that he knew. Yes. Yes, you're right there. What what proved in this dream? Or look at it again in the Bible. What what was being proved in this dream? Think of the dreams that you have. But think of this particular dream. Where's, where, you're right. You're exactly right. What? Yes. Uh, I'm just going out there. Uh, it says he and knew her not till she had brought forth. He knew her not. He, he didn't feel like he knew her. Well, yeah, that means they, they, they had not become intimate. So right. he, he realized that. That that would be true. He, he you know, that and then afterwards he was told not to touch her until the time that this was fulfilled. But then yes. He knew scripture. It was it was written before prophecy. He knew he knew what the Bible what his the Torah said and uh, he believed it. Yeah, this dream made go ahead. Was this is this a proof of what Yes. Yeah, this is a fulfillment of that prophecy in Isaiah chapter 7, 40. So another, unlike most of the dreams that you and I have, maybe all of the dreams, this dream actually made complete sense. It was late, there was a logicalness about the dream. You follow what I'm saying? There was a clarity about this dream. Scripture is quoted in this dream. He, and because Joseph is a spiritual man, he would have known the scriptures. He's a Jewish man. For thousands of years, they were looking for the coming of the Messiah. Yeah. And um, this is all... Now, they didn't, no one really understood the whole plan. In fact, the, the, the disciples later on, when Jesus is ministering, they, they thought he was just going to usher in the kingdom and the whole going to the cross. and That would become clear to them, but... This is all coming together. Yes. I, it's, it's amazing how the dream is to him. But if you look at verse 25 that we just had there, Steve, it, it refers to her and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, but he called his name Jesus. So as part of that dream and what he was told to do, his calling was to name was to name Mary's baby Jesus. It's just funny that all of it is about her, but that he's called. Not they're called. He's called. So Joseph is called to name him Jesus. Right. Which just proves that, that the dream he had from the angels is, is true. Like right. What he did, what he was called to do was done. Yeah, well, see something similar to that too with uh, uh, Elizabeth and... Um, Zechariah and John the Baptist. Because traditionally, in a home, the, the son would be named after the father. And so, um, yeah. So, in this dream, so Joseph, he's obedient to this dream. And, um, and he understands it. And being, and being the type of man that he was, spiritually speaking... He knew what the scriptures said, and he believed that this is this was a fulfillment of, of the scriptures. So the plan was not only miraculous, but the promise here was personal to Joseph and to Mary. And um, 
the, the promise is personal to you and, and to me as well. The Bible says, He came unto His own, His own received Him not, but as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. So, this is the personal plan for that was given to Joseph and Mary. It's the personal plan that's given to you and I. And the provision, the provision of our salvation is found in Christ. He came, it said in verse 21, that he shall save his people from their sin. We don't need to turn to that out of time, but in Luke chapter 2 and verse 11 it says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David the Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So the provision is made for your salvation and for my salvation. But right throughout all of this, we find in the life of Joseph all of these characteristics that were important, uh, important characteristics to this particular man that God used uh, in the life of his only begotten son. So that's our Bible study for this morning with regards to Joseph. Let's pray. Father, we ask that you'd bless the morning worship service. Meet with us in a very real and special way. Be with Pastor Ethan as he preaches. Be with the junior church as they bring the lesson there. In Jesus' name, amen. We are so glad that you've taken the time to join us today. If you've been blessed by the message, or if you have placed your faith in Jesus today, we want to hear from you. Maybe you still have questions about what it means to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Please let us know, and we would love to answer those questions from the Bible. We would also be happy to provide you with the Bible and other free Christian resources to help you grow in your faith. You can email us at info at mountgraylockbaptist.com or send us a message on Facebook. You could also call us at 413-662-2107. We would love to hear from you, and our desire is to be a blessing to you in any way that we can. God bless.